crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams and to survive the coronavirus new world order that we're all living in okay uh wow we are talking about that work from home job that zoom from your room gig that wrap yourself in plastic and stay six feet back at all times hustle I'm your host, Jamie Parker Stickle. And I am your co-host, Jason Bieber. And today we're coming back to season two of our show from the weirdest vacation we've ever had. You wrote this intro, Vacation. Okay, it's a, well, it was supposed to be a vacation. When we went on hiatus, this had not happened. That's true. I'll give you that. But it literally happened the next day. Yeah, the next day. The, the, like, 24 hours later was Wednesday. Yes. And that was Because it. We, 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 we dropped the episode on Tuesday. We recorded it like the, on Monday night. On Monday night. Everything was more or less fine. There was this weird thing happening in Asia that we were like, eh. Well, let's... Okay. Before you say we were like, eh, weird thing in Asia... Since January, I've been like, this thing is coming. Yes, you definitely have been like, this thing is coming. I have definitely been or was in full-blown denial. I'm still shocked that I was totally on it in January, considering we weren't really getting a lot of alerts, but I was like, oh man, oh man. Yes, you were You were tapped into like, you know, a super interplanetary zeitgeist. I don't, even, you- I don't even know how that happened because... Well, it was interesting. It was it was interesting, and once again, uh, proving my wedding vows right. Jamie is always right. I am always right. I knew this was coming, you guys. She knew. Um, How did she know? And why did you know? Because I read a lot. I go down the the rabbit hole of reading current events, foreign country literature. You, I don't know. You read TMZ. Right now, during the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided, I have decided as of three weeks ago, that my only news source from here on out is Harvey Levin in TMZ because I know he's going to tell me the truth. You've been saying that for years, too. (laughs) Truth. That is true. But you know what? It's true. He's better than BuzzFeed. Go, Harvey. Okay. Go, Harvey. If that's the bar. Go, Harvey. It's not his birthday. It's my birthday. It is Jason Bieber's birthday, yo. It's my birthday. This is my birthday episode, everybody. It's Jason Bieber's birthday episode, and this isn't a full episode. This is our introduction to season two. Boy, is it going to be good. We've got a season. We've got another season. We didn't know that this was like what... We didn't know that this was what the world was going to be, what side hustles were going to be. We didn't know that like the world of working was going to change so drastically. But here we are, here it is, and, and I guess we need to face it and, and deal with it. The only way we know how. And a lot of people really haven't found out what their side hustle is going to be yet. As the econ- as not the economy, as states start to roll back these uh, stay-at-home restrictions, um, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if people are going to stick with the side hustle they found during the eight weeks of coronavirus stay-home, or if you're a California resident... 
um, we will be home for much longer. So if you live outside of the state of California, uh, please don't come vacation here until we're ready for you because we like that curve to be flat. Yeah, we are closed for business. We're closed because shut the borders from the rest of this country. Take the suntan lotion out of your suitcase and put it (laughs) back in the closet. We got no room. The flights have been permanently canceled. The Airbnbs are shuttered. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's, okay. You want to jump right into the Airbnb? Let's just jump right into Airbnb. So also... Back when, during our last episode, we had a guest staying at our Airbnb. And we had a side hustle called Airbnb Owners. Yeah, that was our side hustle. That was basically Jamie, like, if we're going to, like, divide incomes, even though you were doing most of the work at the new Airbnb because Mm -hmm. of grad school picking up and whatnot, um, that would be, like, my contribution to the household was... So your contribution was my work. (laughs) You basically, I'm like a loan out from you to us. <laughs> Listen, our old Airbnb, I did a lot of, you know, I did 75% of it. Okay, that's that's a year ago. Okay, you know what? You told me take a year off, finish yes, school. Yes, I did. You know, people, he says these things all smarmy and whatnot, but let me tell you. Anyway, I won't tell you. The thing is, we had an Airbnb. We had a hustle. It was good. Business was booming. It was booming. We had a guest staying at our Airbnb literally as we recorded our last episode. We did not know that guest would be our last guest. Our last guest. And um, for all intents and purposes, they could still have their trash in that house because we also, our cleaning crew... Shut down. That's right. Our maid service shut down. We have not gone out to to Joshua Tree, where our Airbnb is located, to inspect the property. Uh, letting everybody out there and you know Radio Land know that there is an empty Airbnb sitting vacant <laughs> that needs the sheets washed. Yeah, probably needs a good vacuuming. God knows. I, I, the trash I, needs to be taken out. I'm sure. Oh God, it could smell so bad. That's what I'm saying. At least we've kept the air on and low. And you know what? I'll be honest. We have Orkin go out there regularly because it is, you know, the desert and it's rural. So we have Orkin out there on the regs and we have um, the hot tub guy goes out twice a month. He goes every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. And he has not complained of any uh, foul odors. So I'm assuming that our last guests were fairly decent and cleaned up after themselves. I've got high hopes. I have high hopes, too. It's a mom and some daughters, and they were like, oh, my God, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have to leave here. And we were like, yeah, we know. You have to leave there. So immediately after that, the next bunch of reservations just got canceled, one after another after another. It was was scary. And Airbnb, or, or San Bernardino County, then came out and said all Airbnbs have to, you know, cease doing business immediately yeah and shut Air- that down airbnb as a service uh went ahead and enforced that so but what i don't understand that even joshua tree national park shut down camping like everybody's taking this well not everybody let's be fair taking this seriously 
And yet, and yet, some mofos were storming that park like it was any other day. There were lines out the park, and they had to shut the park down. That's well, all the same people who came, like when you know the, the the government shutdown happened, and they left the park open, and people were like, "Oh, great! It's my opportunity to trash a national treasure." Oh my God, people! Speaking of national treasures, I don't know if you guys know about this. Maybe you all do, because it's sort of like been weeks now, but. The National Cowboy Museum. Its <laughs> Twitter account during the pandemic has been pretty outstanding. And um, kind the of, head of security. Kind of priceless. Is, it's priceless. They are offering t-shirts if nobody knew. And I maybe got a t-shirt. Well, they don't know what the t-shirt is of. Well, I, I stopped myself from saying anymore because you don't know what the t-shirt is of either. And it's your birthday. So. So we're sorry, folks at home. We wasted your time. This and anecdote will will maybe I'll wear the shirt next episode and tell you all about it. We'll post a picture. I forgot Jack may have gotten you a cowboy T-shirt, and I'm not going to say more than that. Um, so let's talk about. So that's the Airbnb, but Twitter National Cowboy Museum because it's pretty fantastic. That's the Airbnb. And and the Cowboy Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to, you know, we don't have a guest tonight. We're going to start up next week with some guests. Oh, my God. And it's amazing. But we'll we'll tell you who that is at the end of this episode. I mean, we can say it now. It's well, I want to keep anybody. them. I, I don't want them to like go, oh, that's a fantastic guest. I can turn off the episode now. Because that's usually the way they do things. <laughs> It's like, oh, they're going to have someone great on next week. Let's turn this off now. I'm just going to wait till those cool people come on. Um, do you want to tell them who's coming well, on? Well, now I feel like we're gonna, if we do, now they will turn it off. What? Why would they do that? <laughs> Fine, we'll tell them at the end. All right, let's talk about auditions for a second. Like, one of our real jobs is as actors and writers. That's our artistic job. You our know, artistic yeah. job. And um, I'm just, I'm going to put it out there. Once I had a baby, my auditions pretty much came to a, what, what would you call that? Well, to finish, to finish what you were saying, I guess the words would be grinding halt. Grinding halt. Yeah. That is, I was thinking just a halt. I was also thinking like dried up. Or, yeah, they know. didn't exist. In fact, at one point I remember our manager asking me, um, well, you have a kid, so are you still acting? And I was like, what? what? Huh? Like, I thought that was a funny question. Um, maybe I need to edit this. I don't, I don't know. Um, but it was a really interesting question. I was like, oh, my value has really, my stock has gone down quite a bit, I guess, since having that child. Um, I thought my stock went up from having the child, but apparently only to my child. Yes, we don't tell him that he has devalued his mother in the workplace. Anyways, that being said, I've gotten more auditions during the pandemic, you know, self-tape, than I have in the past five years. Yeah, it's crazy. All of a sudden, like, everything shut down. There was nothing going on. I'm thinking, like, okay, it's, you know four to eight to 12 weeks of couch time coming up. And then that C-mail button, which is the actor email. Like we Every have. week. All of a sudden, my C-mail starts blowing up. Those auditions just come. They were like, I auditioned for a commercial in my in my sweatpants. To be purchased as the commercial. That's right. That's right. And for that reason, it was for very little money. But the point is, auditions are happening. I'm supposed to, We're supposed to record an audition tonight. 
Oh, yeah. Wait, we're it's, not doing that. It's tonight. not going to happen. Not tonight. Very, we'll do it tomorrow night. Oh, to, well. Someday. What? We'll do it Wednesday night. On my birthday. Um, but here's the greatest thing, too. Jason Bieber shot an episode of ABC. Is it ABC? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ABC's Mixed-ish, which was awesome. And he shot a national commercial, both several months ago. In the yeah. commercial, we've been like, where is this commercial? Where is this commercial? Guess when it came out? During COVID. During COVID. It was pretty funny. And also, when did your episode come out? During COVID. During COVID. So you've had undivided attention, audience attention, which you don't usually get when that stuff happens. I don't even get that in my own home. No, it's pretty crazy. It was. It's, it's nice to, to have two things running is probably the most active I have been in my entire career. So... It's happening. Yeah, so we're giving you some good news here. We're giving you the good news because we want to brighten your day. We don't want this to make you feel bad if things haven't been blowing up for you. Because listen, two acting gigs in five years is, you know. And four auditions. And four auditions in five years is not good averaging. We're just kind of. still does not a career make. (laughs) It does not a career career make. Um, But we're happy. But we're happy. Uh, We're. We're in a good position because your HR job is actually essential. Yeah, thankfully it's essential. Thankfully, I already worked from home. You already worked from home, so uh, you're telecommuting still, and that's been super great. And your other job is in IT, which... Yeah, that's been interesting because you know I had to convert early on when, when the shutdown first happened. Uh, I had to convert a lot of my existing clients into work from home clients. I had to help them set up and figure out how to do that very quickly. And so there was a lot of work up front. Um, and since then, I things have slowed down a bit, but but I am still working. It's good. Yeah. But, uh, but the first few weeks, it was like madness with your IT job. Yeah. I was like, Jason, this is my... Gr- Guys, I'm in my graduating quarter of grad school. Um, so I was sort of like, uh, cause you're all of a sudden side hustles were like 70 hours a week. And I was like, uh, well, not just now. that, but also we had no daycare, no school. Oh. No. oh, and we are full time with our child again. We work from home. We live here full time. It's a small house and you know, we work like three or four jobs a piece. So it's hard. It's hard. So, you know. I would say the hardest part, even though the work has still been there, is that the support infrastructure is gone. And here's the thing. Not everybody is in this position, but we used our stimulus check uh, to continue to pay our child's school. Yes. Make a donation to his school because... Um, we donated to school. We, we continued to pay the, uh, the housekeeper mm-hmm. for when she would have worked for us. For when she would have worked, we paid her for all those times that she would have been here, which would have been three times. Yep. And so we sent her money, uh, her full pay, and made a donation paid full for preschool because um, it's in, you know, we were in a position to be able to do that. And that's that's the whole thing is it's like, you know, we know teachers that are out of work and not getting paid. And that's terrifying to me. And child care services that don't even know if they're going to be able to open again when this is done, which is terrifying to me. Um, yeah, lots of unemployment. Which I think, I think what you're trying to say is that the gig economy just won. Well, 
you know, if you want to be an instant, instant, Instacart shopper. Yeah, we've definitely, uh, we've definitely thrown some cash at some Instacart shoppers. Man, have we, I've never tipped that much before in my life. Can I, can I say something to everybody right now? If you're using Instacart or Amazon Prime now or any such service where a person is going and doing your shopping for you. And putting themselves at higher risk as a frontline person. So that you don't have to. Uh, do the right thing. Make sure you tip them grossly, like really an, an extravagant. What would you? What would otherwise be an extravagant tip? Because you are one. You're not right now just paying for a convenience. You are paying for protection. Two is that the job is not the same as during regular life, and it's not like they're just dipping into the grocery store and buying stuff. They're waiting in lines. They have dealing with crowds. And they're dealing with, you know, mental strife having to do that, but needing to also make sure that they have income coming in. And a lot of a lot of people I, I've been reading, um, there's a lot of young people that are doing this to support their parents' household, like yeah. other siblings and their parents, because their parents are out of work at this time. So um, if you can Make sure that you are doing that. But I know a lot of people are sick and they can't afford it, but they also can't afford to go to the store and we understand that. So we are not passing judgment. We are just making a request that if you have a an opportunity and ability to, to make sure that you are tipping. Yes, please, please do. Um, yeah, God knows we're, we're not spending money on, on a lot of other things. So. We're not eating out. Ugh. Although we did tonight. We didn't eat out. We obviously got takeout. What I don't even really know if you can consider it takeout because we got Taco Bell because we've been not had any takeout in eight weeks. Oh and God. I was just like so tired. This and, woman attacked the Taco Bell website like I've never seen anyone do. Yeah, but I only <laughs> ordered a Power Bowl. No, I know. But you were like, you, you know what it was? It was like, I missed you. And I missed all of you, and I want all of you. Listen, I don't eat fast food, and I eat vegetarian primarily. Well, and fish. but So that's like pescatarian. But Taco Bell will now and for always be my comfort food. And like, we're in need of comfort. I needed some comfort, and so we got some Taco Bell, and I'm regretting that decision because after you've only eaten at home and just cooked really well for yourself for eight weeks mm-hmm. and not had any splurges... It is not sitting well. My body is rejecting everything right now. <laughs> it's rejecting. I didn't even know if we could do this podcast. We are. This is sheer will getting us through. <laughs> I gotta say. Um, I am clenching in the world's biggest fart right now. Well, I don't have that problem, but thanks, Beaver, for sharing that. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Consider Taco Bell your birthday dinner. It was your birthday. <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. Okay, let's talk about Jamie's jobs. Yes. Um, Please. So I have a super part-time job that is the highlight of my weeks. Um, I absolutely love my super part-time gig. Um, But that has continued to go. And I will say this because it's sort of a, quote, HR role where we're employing people uh independently part-timers um sort of gig workers if you will uh we're bringing it it, it's a joyful job and everybody who gets to do it is just 
enjoys it so much. So that has been great, but also a little bit taxing because, you know, with everybody out of work, there's been like a surplus of referrals and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. I gotta get everybody. I gotta get them all. Um, so that's been really good. And then I got a detective job. Yeah. I got a one-off detective job. This is a dream come true. It was We've a, been talking about this for episodes and episodes and episodes. And episodes. So that was great. Somebody threw me a detective job. Um, I'm not going to say that I did 100% well on it because it was in the middle of COVID. Yeah, you're limited <laughs> in what, what you can do. But, I mean, mostly um, with this particular thing, yeah, I... Really needed a picture of the person, but none. I got information. I did get information, so I'm proud of that. Uh, the biggest thing was I was having some panic attacks that week. Mm. I was like, oh, dang, I thought I had this under control, and I did. You know, I talked to my therapist, and it turns out when you have panic disorder that, um, you know, neurologically your brain goes into immediate fight or flight, and you know, where if you didn't have panic disorder, you could, you know, mitigate that. But when you do, sometimes you can't. And let's face it, we've all been living in a crisis where panic was kind of, you know, everybody's natural reaction. Natural reaction. You were just already there. I was already there. I was on the treadmill at midnight going, (laughs) yeah. I stayed up for a while. Yeah, you came out to the garage, you're like, are you okay? And I was like, go away. <laughs> go, don't look at me. I'm breaking. Um, I went back to bed. He did go back to bed. I I sort of like working out at midnight. That was kind of nice. It wasn't actually working out. I was just trying to reduce the attack. But it was like, oh, this is kind of nice. It's cool outside. Oh, also, can we talk about the fact that through this pandemic, the first three to four weeks in California was nothing but a, what do you say? What is it? A deluge of rain? And yeah. Did just darkness? And we were like, when are the locusts coming? It was really bad. I know that it was like, there was kind of bad weather around the country at that time. But for some reason, California just got hit. Very hard, not with any like dangerous weather that we could really complain about, but at a time when we were already trapped, for it to just be raining and dark for four weeks was was kind of shitty. Oh my god, with a child, with a with a four year old who could not go to school or engage with his that's I'll, he couldn't have playdates. He couldn't go to school. This is this is for us. You know, everyone everyone has their own experience of this and. Uh, for us, the hardest part has been our our son, who's, as I said, four years old, and he loves preschool, and he loves his friends, and all of that has been, for all intents and purposes, gone. Yes, he sees them on Zoom, and, and now we're even at a point where his teacher comes in and makes visits, you know, at our house, maintaining six feet, yep. social distance, but... It has just been so hard to keep his spirits up and keep him engaged and learning and not watching days and days of terrible television. But some days we let him watch that Johnny test on 
you know. I finally blocked it on Netflix. It, yeah, we had to block it. Johnny Test is a good show, but also is making him like... An asshole. Because Johnny Test is an asshole. Johnny Test is an asshole. Everyone on that show is an asshole, and he was emulating all of them. Yeah, and it, it, we're done with that now. Now he likes Bluey on um, Disney+. Plus. It's a lovely show. It's a lovely show. And you know, he says, he goes, it reminds me of my family. And I'm like, yeah, they're just like us. But we're not dogs. Or Australian. But other than that, it's just like us. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I think for parents, I think for single people or people without children, so that's two different things. So there are people without children, there are single people. I think there's a different kind of anxiety and panic and it's very real and it's all internalized and it's horrible and then you think externally about your parents and everything. I mean, I remember being in that position when I through my panic disorder when I was a single person. But then when you add uh, that layer of a young child to it, you're like, oh my God. Because the first thing that it does is like, one, we can't die. And two, we both can't get debilitatingly sick that we have to go and be intubated at the same time at hospital because who's going to take your child? Exactly. I mean, it was like terrifying for five weeks there when there was not enough information it was really sort of just like oh my god and finally i say this like finally um my sister and her husband who's the doctor they got it and i was like okay here's my science project i'm gonna watch their trajectory with the virus and then i'll be able to scale what's gonna happen right um no but seriously uh it's terrible but it, you should like, really examine that relationship I, every day i was like how are you doing um no but you know i think I'm for asking for a friend i asking for a friend i love you no i i was worried i was concerned every single day sure you sound um, like it jason you were here i like had a complete meltdown i know it was i had to go you guys i have to go i had to go back on lexapro Thankfully, just five milligrams, but still, it was terrible. I went ahead and got a 10 milligram prescription. I'm just taking half of it. Well, he did. He gave me 10 milligrams. He's like, start with five, and then you'll bump up to 10 in a week. But literally, within, with like, in six days at five, I was like, I'm better, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, proud of you. <laughs> so proud of you. Um, but seriously, we're going to have to edit this, and we weren't supposed to have to edit this um, episode. Uh, but no, but I think, you know, for all of us, it, it poses different mental sort of anguish on us, you know, like I'm all alone. I'm being in a hospital all alone. Nobody's going to know I'm in my apartment all alone. What if I die in this apartment alone? Will it smell before somebody knows that I'm dead? You know, pandemics like lead to bad thoughts, intrusive, terrible thoughts. And ours was like, who's going to take our child? I had visions and nightmares of him just hanging with the dogs at the house, not eating. None of them eating. Because who would feed the three of them? See, I, I, I honestly think they'd make it for a while. <laughs> I think the three of them, like... Yeah, eventually, eventually it would be horrible. And, and, and they someone would eat someone else. But... Before it got to that point. My sister's a wise person. She said, you know what, Jamie? Mom instincts. That's what happens. Don't sweat it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> from, one, from one mother to another. <laughs> it 
didn't really help. I still needed medicine. Um, but medicine helped. But medicine helped. And now I laugh about it all. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm only laughing because I'm panicked. Um, so here's what's going to happen. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to launch back into the show. We're gonna, we've lined up a bunch of really cool guests. And guess what? Everyone's available. <laughs> I mean, we say that everyone's available. And then all of a sudden, I read two hours before we recorded this that starting Friday, um, we go into phase two or stage two, something two of this pandemic in California where there's going to be some restrictions lifted. Well, stage two of the shutdown. Stage of the, two. The quarantine. Of the shutdown. We're like... They, we're backing it off. They're loosening the, the reins a little bit, but we're going to be but that, locked down for a while. I mean, people are going to be locked down for a while. I don't think we're going to get to stage three next week. He said it's going to be months before we get to stage three. Okay. So... He being Governor Gavin Newsom. Governor Gavin Newsom. And I'm on board with that. Yes, I want the economy... I don't want to go into an eight-year recession in this economy. Please. Nobody wants that. We don't want that. Californians don't want that. Nobody wants that. Democrats do not want people to suffer, as I read an article today, so I feel like I have to stand up for Democrats here and say, that's not what we want. Um, But uh, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And therefore, we are going to make shows, and you get to listen to them, and it's going to be awesome. And something we really wanted to do in, in this weird special time is kind of engage you guys a little bit. See, you know, if you at home have some stories you want to share with us, something maybe you want us to read on the air, or if you want to like do a little voice memo and, and email it to us, we can plug it right into the episode uh, and put your voice on the air. Uh, you know, you can take pictures of, of your crazy gig. I'm like, I'm sure you're doing side jobs now. I hope you're doing side jobs now. You never thought that you'd be doing Take a picture of it. Tag us on Instagram or Facebook where, you know, it's uh, usually at that Make That Paper podcast or something like that um, on Instagram or Facebook. And, yeah, you know, we, we want to talk to you guys and, and hear what's, what's going on, how you're getting through all this. Yeah, so if that wasn't clear, let me list it off for you. Email us or tweet us uh, with your story of what you're doing right now as a gig in this uh, pandemic. Um, Tag us in your gig photos on Instagram and Facebook um, or and or send us an audio file of your quarantine gig story because we'd love to share it um, with everybody uh, and possibly talk to you about it if that's gonna if you know whatever if you're um into that sort of thing if you're into that sort of thing but we have a great lineup of people coming on right now which is amazing um so we're not going to make this all pandemic related don't worry but who could talk about anything else on this intro episode um apparently i can't oh i don't know you got your lexapro in there that's part of the pandemic so next week we've got an amazing guest. And guests, plural. Well, that depends how you want to introduce them. Uh, we have Landroid. That is an amazing guest. Yeah. A band. A band. That goes Landroid. by the name Landroid. Together they are Landroid, but individually they are... Cooper Gillespie. And Greg Gordon. Yeah, and they're amazing. You should download their um, album, purchase their album right now. Imperial it's in- Dunes. Imperial Dunes. It's a... Uh, 
amazing. It's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. You can hear it on Spotify. Um, yeah, go play it on Spotify. But you should purchase it. No, purchase their merch. Purchase their merch. T-shirts, I've got three. Yeah. I've got three Landroid t-shirts. I've got some bumper stickers. Um, but they're just incredible and they're artists and they have side hustles and side gigs. And you're going to hear all about that with us on the next episode next Tuesday. Uh, we can't wait for that. We are absolutely looking forward to it. So, But let's get back on this listening to the Make That Paper podcast schedule, right? Yes, yes. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. And we have just a load of load of great guests for you coming up so we're super excited so welcome back and thank you for listening to this season two premiere season two premiere and stay tuned next week for make that paper we are your hosts i am jamie parker stickle and i am jason bieber good night or good morning or whatever wow awkward should i I'll play the music now. That would be.